My tweakers will play on so grass and dirt. But turn down the volume on Dick and Bird. Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! St. Paul admitting the law and life and hitting rock bottom. Drugs in the ex-wife! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Hello and welcome to this thing we call Minnesota Foul Play-By-Play. I'm your host, Anthony Variano. I am joined by the brothers Hazes, Michael and Bradley. Michael, how are we doing today? This segment, you've taught me just how big of a sexist I am, Tony. I had to put some research into this one. <laughs> I apologize. Bradley. Nail. I apologize for that. Bradley has been wearing glasses the last couple of days uh, to improve his self-image. Tell us a little bit about that, Brad. You just, you got to look good when you're recording yourself, Tony. <laughs> uh, it makes you look more sophisticated. Thank you. Maybe less yeah, of this? an everyman, though. You're supposed to be the everyman, you know? Glasses kind of don't jive with that. Mike's the glasses wearer. He's the intellectual and... <laughs> I'm, yeah, but I look like a homeless guy right now. And I'm the half-blind <laughs> journalist slash official slash <laughs> announcer guy. All right, well, let's jump into that topic that uh, Mike had to do so much feverish research into. Are the links tanking for a local, her- local heroine, Paige Beckers? Uh, if you all don't know, Paige Beckers is from round here. Uh, she is at UConn. Uh, she was out all of last season with a knee injury uh, and is returning this season and likely to enter the draft after this season. Uh, a lot of players do stick around at UConn for their senior years, however, but uh, it wouldn't really be to her advantage, I don't think. Um, Go get paid. Well, that's the thing is that you can make now with uh, name, image, and likeness money, you can make as much or more money as a collegiate star than you can in the WNBA because WNBA uh, salaries are so small. But that seems to be actually they're making some headway there, too. Um, So let's talk about free agency and how it all shook down. Uh, Basically, the New York Liberty signed everybody who was good. Uh, They got Brianna Stewart arguably not even arguably she's the best player in the sport now and Courtney Vandersloot who I think was the best guard available um it would have been nice to land her we really uh could have used another guard uh but her combined with Sabrina Inescu pretty much make New York the team to beat outside of Las Vegas who are also loaded so there's basically uh it's a two-team race in the WNBA this year uh, and all all the links got was backup guard Tiffany Mitchell. Um, so I mean, it's not it's not much of an improvement on the on the squad last year, uh, except they do get Nafisa Collier back, who had a child last season and uh, was an all NBA all WNBA player uh, in 2020, second team player. And uh, I get to meet her on February 23rd because I'm a member of the Courtside Club, baby, representing Lady Sports up in here. And she was uh, she was also the 2019 WNBA Rookie of the Year. Tony. She was that, that, yes. Yeah, that was a while ago, but uh, she's going to be an improvement. Well, that's the thing. Is she going to be an improvement upon Sylvia Fowles, who just retired last year and was still 
one of the best centers in the game. Um, so at least we'll have somebody to fill her shoes. But uh, yeah, I I am firmly behind this tanking, even as a courtside club here. I'll tell you why I'm a courtside club member. Um, I get to sit the row behind, one row behind the, the Lynx bench for 20 games at $1,700. It seems pretty worth it to me uh, because I enjoy the games so damn much. And I think I missed two games last year, maybe three, and I was able to sell every game. And that's never the case with the Timberwolves. I'm never able to to sell a single Timberwolves ticket, it seems like. Um, I kinda, made the investment. Kind of perks come with those seats, Tony. Yeah, Brad was asking me that before we started the show. Um, you get nicer bathrooms. There's no lines. Uh, you got your own bar, your own concession stands. The bartenders pour heavier drinks, but you're still paying for everything. You're paying for the drinks. You're paying for the food. So it's not it's not inclusive. But uh, the perk is is like when I yell at Ariel Powers to see how she's doing, she can hear me and she'll you know holler back. So. Uh, also, it'll be a great investment for our TikTok uh, out Minnesota foul play by Tony, play. With your voice, though, you could probably be up in the rafters and say that, and she'd still hear you. But then she's got to look for me and find me. That's <laughs> that's a lot of space to be looking for a, a loud a loud mouth. And I think it'll be a good thing for me too because, like, I've been a pretty critical fan in the past. I don't know if you've noticed. Like at one point, I was almost thrown out of Target Field at a Yankees game for. <laughs> Uh, telling a guy that he's sucked dick for quarters. Um, <laughs> it was a reliever. I can't remember his name. I feel terrible about it, but I actually, I feel mostly bad about it because there was some kid and his grandpa sitting in front of me who heard me say that. So, but you yeah. also got us, you also got us kicked out of the first row of the champions club that what you sit, you literally sat but down. Those were in like our seats. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> You made it like three pitches before you asked. <laughs> well, then this will be a really good experiment for me. I'll learn to be less critical and more supportive. Um, and uh, it'll feel like I'm part of the team because basically the row in front of me is all, uh, I think, assistant coaches and staff of the Minnesota Lakes. I, I would say, why can't you be like that? Especially in the guys' sports. The amount of money you spend just to go to these damn games – I think you have every right to do that type of stuff. Well, I mean, as long as you're not I mean, belligerent, the like the use of the word dick is probably not, unless it's you're referring to Dick Bramer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of, I, I, I have no problem with like people yelling at officials, uh, even though I know how hard that job is because I've done it and it's, it's an unforgiving job, but uh, it's, it's, it's what, it's basically therapy for people, right? Like I go, some people go to a therapist. I go to Lynx games to yell at fucking officials, you know, and just give them a piece of my mind, get it off my chest. And I'm good for the week. Like after that, like all my problems are, are off the bat. But yeah, that's, that's the Lynx upcoming season. It might be a rough one. It could very well think, be a rough one. Do you think they're starting to get more into the free agency where before, you know, it's just you had your powerhouse team through the draft and whatnot. And, you know, once once you made it a few years of not being so good, boom, all of a sudden you're winning for the next two, three years. And then once those players get older, 
well, that's am I the just thing. Wrong? Is the draft is not a great way to reload a WNBA roster because there's so few teams. So there are so few roster spots available. A lot of drafted players end up being released uh, after being drafted. Like a lot of them just second round picks even at the end of the second round end up just floating around. I mean, Crystal Dangerfield was the rookie of the year and then floated around to like three different teams after being released by the Lynx last season. Um, she's since signed with Dallas, I think. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, they need to expand. They're going to expand to at least two cities, but I don't know if it's happening next year or the year after. Um, it's long, long overdue. Also, they need to start chartering flights, obviously, because the return of Brittany Griner, uh, makes security just, they cannot fly commercial anymore. Like it's not, you can't have, you can't have her doing that. It's just not safe. And Brianna Stewart actually made it a point when she was, uh, negotiating her free agent deal with New York to try and get chartered flights for the entire WNBA. And I think that's what she's going to use as leverage in order to keep her from playing internationally during the off season is, you know, if you don't want me to play, if you don't want me to miss the beginning of the WNBA season, then you need to charter our flights. And that's pretty cool of her to do for the entirety of the WNBA. Cause that's no, how it, powerful she is. It's good. It's just, that's the shitty thing. You know, they play a professional sport. Yeah. Right. They have to go overseas to make their money. Yeah, they're the best. They're best women's basketball players in the world. That's what another thing I love about the WNBA. I, I would much prefer watch them play than say MLS, which is you know the sixth or seventh best league in soccer. Uh, so you're not even seeing the best of the best, but you know you are when you go to a Lynx game. Um, how about those Wolves too? You know they got some heart apparently. Austin Rivers gets three yeah. suspension for <laughs> barely uh, laying a, a punch on Mobamba. Like that was interesting. It's not too often that they show up in my Instagram feed for doing, you know, things like that, being supportive of their teammates. But I mean, it's cool to watch that they have some heart in them and how they're competing for a playoff spot <laughs> as is everybody in the West. It seems like. No, I, you're right. They do have some heart. I, I, I kind of, you know, rid them off towards the end of the, you know, 2022. And now they're coming out and they're, they're playing. They're in every single game, which is, heck yeah, let's go. And we don't even have supposedly our best player. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was the thing with the uh, the Lynx last year too, is Nafisa Collier was sorely missed, but Sylvia Fowles managed to pick up a lot of the slack. When she went down injured, it made it a little more difficult. But, uh, you know... Another reason why I, I love the Lynx is Ariel Powers. I mean, the single greatest basketball name in the history of basketball, Ariel Powers. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. And her attitude is just off the effing chain. Like, she's just a gamer. Uh, she's got a great Instagram and TikTok, too. She balls <laughs> with guys and makes them look stupid. It's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I get to hang out with DJ Mad Mardigan. He's a... Uh, He's the son of a family friend of ours. Uh, so I get to see him 20 times during the year and that's always fun. Um, and yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with it. They were going to get rid of single courtside seats is what I was told next season. So, I mean, I figured I'd get them this year and not have to worry about missing out on them next year and having to get a pair. So, and I can still move my tickets around. If I want to get two, I'll get two uh, for a different game. So if you guys ever want to come out, 
we can check out the links. No problem. Sit courtside, live like kings. Interesting. Speaking of courtside seats, this is what I'm willing to put towards our fantasy baseball league. Oh boy, here we go. I'm getting back into fantasy baseball. Culver got me all into it in the chat after our talk last week. If you missed that, we talked about our favorite walk-up music in the bigs, and that was really fun. Uh, Tyler Culver is a known uh, musician with the Lone Boners and uh, the Gentleman Callers, now the Callers. Um, you can find him his stuff on Spotify. Uh, but yeah, he talked me into setting up a fantasy baseball league for the hosts of the show, friends of the show, and <clears throat> our listeners. We're going to open it up to everyone who listens to us, all a dozen of you. So <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to join our fantasy baseball league, uh, it'll be an ESPN league. Uh, we're going to figure out, we'll probably just do generic scoring, but uh Today we're going to figure out awards, and uh, we're going to open it up to anybody who uh, purchases a year-long subscription to our Substack uh, for fifty dollars. So that's uh, gogonzojournal.substack.com. Um, so you pay fifty bucks, and you got a chance to win. Well, well, however big the league is, the pot. Um, we got to decide whether or not we're going to do a first place and a runner-up. I usually like to give the pennant winners at least something, you know, second place, maybe their money back. What do you guys think of that? That depends on how many people yeah. are in the league. If it ends up being just six of us, then we're going to take all. One, yeah. Yep. All right, so let's let's narrow that down. If it's eight or less, it's winner take all. If it's more than eight, it's money back for the runner-up, and then pot for the uh winner the champion i vote yes okay yeah and I, I think we could to make it fun i think we could do weekly uh i guess punishments for the losers or something that maybe we could even put on air or something low uh, scores oh embarrassing things to, yeah that would be yeah, something okay. just something to make it more interesting because god baseball fantasy baseball is tough it's hard That's to keep up ruined. with. It's a daily job, basically. It's a good thing I got plenty of time at my job to take care of this stuff. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess what are we gonna do about the draft order? Uh, random. Yeah, we do just random. Okay. So I'll get that league set up, and anybody who puts fifty dollars toward the subscription to our Substack uh, will get an entry. Uh, I think it's just four of us now: Tyler, Brad, Mike, and myself. Um, Craig Christensen is interested, so we'll keep him in the loop as well. If we could get three, four, five more, that'd be fantastic. But uh, I could probably I could probably talk Odie into doing it as well. Oh yeah, he follows us on TikTok. Yeah, he wants to be a guest, uh, a guest appearance sometime. He wants to talk about the Cubs off season as compared to the Twins. Okay. Yeah, we can well, no, that. and that's just if comments on one of the websites or something. If anybody has an idea on what they would want to do, I mean, we do, do still have time. So you can comment uh, in the comment section of foulplaybyplay.com where we post this uh, podcast and the videos associated with it. Um, yeah, yeah, do you have any recommendations? Got- We've got over a month. I mean, we don't even have to do the draft until right before the opening day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, and Tony, if you're giving away one of your tickets, I mean, that we could do that, you know, so that 
during the season they can get it before like the winter maybe we do something special for that well i mean i was going to say that we could all offer either we could match the 50 dollar donation for the subscription or we could offer something very cool that someone could do in minneapolis uh like in my instance i could offer a courtside seat to a Lynx game and then they can choose well i could go to a Lynx game or i could take 50 bucks exactly that's what yeah yeah, maybe that will get a few more people to do something, even if it's just a giveaway. I mean, maybe the the team that scores the most points X week gets the ticket and or cash value of the ticket. I don't know, just something. Who knows? Maybe we can get some more idiots to listen to three idiots talk. Yeah, if we can get a bunch of people in this league, it would be really cool to get a suite for a St. Paul Saints game uh, because those are actually pretty affordable and. I think we'd only need about a dozen people to really make it worthwhile. That, that would actually be fun to do it like would. a meet to do a meet and greet yep. type thing. I mean, you see that crap all the time. Like that would be that would be fun. I would even share cigarettes at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> a carton of cigarettes is what Mike is willing to put in the pot. Oh gosh. You know oh, how much more- you'll miss those too. That's more than fifty bucks. And a roll of Copenhagen long cut from Brad. Yep. Anybody uh, watch the NHL All-Star Skills Competition and or games? Uh, I missed yes. all of it. I was working all weekend. Well, fill us yes, in. It, How'd it go? It was fun. Like, it, it's it's my funnest thing. I have the Pro Bowl on right now, and it's just – this is just a disgrace. It's <laughs> a it, – it, the the NHL Skills Challenge is unbelievable it to is. see what they do. Um. My only negative thing, you know, because they do, I, I like how they break it down into divisions. They have two semifinal games and then they play for the championship. Right. It just, it's a little bit slower. That's that's the only thing because, you know, they're, they're, it's an exhibition. So it's a little bit slower than Nobody's say, playing like, at hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, your overtime in the regular season, but it's just amazing what these guys can do. Like it, I did see Connor McDavid went four for four on the accuracy uh, competition. Um, and I saw all oh, nurse made uh, uh Durkin look silly, uh, scored a goal uh, on him. That was fantastic. This is what I love about the NHL skills competition is when they get the girls against the boys and yes. the girls whoop the boys asses. And that, that makes me laugh. Uh, saw a guy biff it on the, uh, the speed competition. That was pretty great. Uh, Ovechkin's son was a part of one of them. Oh, really? Like, yeah. It, I mean, it's just it. It is so much fun. And speaking of that, one of your buddies, it was in the paper the other day. They had their hockey stick down at the rink. I'm really glad that you pushed that stuff so long ago when we put all that work into it. Really? To see that it's sort of taking off, not taking off like we would have liked it to, but right. I mean, it's cool. Well, now the county's involved, and so that's been the whole idea is to, I mean, when you run a small nonprofit that hardly raises enough donations to, you know, keep this stuff alive, and, you know, to build an outdoor rink is thousands of dollars, like, that's why only rich folks have them out here in Minnesota, and, you know, to build the boards and everything, it's, it's ridiculous, so, I mean, I'm happy just to provide the boards to the county and, you know, pay for the water if necessary, because we've got like four grand in the account. Um, this is a Glendive Ice Foundation is a little thing that I started and uh, 
Brad and Mike are both uh, board members of. Um, we, we just didn't have any place to skate where we grew up. And that's, I mean, I, I there's a girl in Terry, a Jackson's kid, um, who plays in Sydney. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently Chad, my buddy Chad Braden, also a board member of Glendale Vice Foundation, went out and checked out the team. He said they're pretty skilled skaters. Like, they're all right. So it's finally starting to get some headway over in eastern Montana. Um, so it's a weird place because it's cold as a all hell out there and yeah you know, you'd figure their skating would be something people did but hasn't been a lot of investment in it not from you know where we come from so that's nice that's nice to hear that people are taking advantage of it or at least one person is even if it's just one person no it, it made my day just seeing that one person at a hockey stick down there i mean yeah. it was that's cool i wish it would take off what's I mean, that that's i wish i wish we would have had more of it you know for for my daughter, Ava, I mean, dude, I think she would have been a hell of a hockey player. Got the attitude, right? Oh, yes, 100%. Yeah. Like, she... She's a tough little SOB. Yeah. When she, She'd put somebody in the boards. We'd have to probably tell her you can't do that in women's hockey, though. Could but... you imagine what my sister would do in that sport? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she might kill somebody. Hey, shout out to my sister. She uh, got a second interview. She doesn't want me to put this out there and, and jinx it, but I'm going to anyway. She got a second interview at the Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, so I'll be out there in uh, end of March, early April. We're going to see Depeche Mode. That'll be fun. And uh, it opens uh, right around that time. So they're going to have a bunch of like uh, – uh band members from punk rock bands doing tours of the punk rock museum so i'll probably end up running into you know somebody from a historic punk band tell uh tell fat mike Mike from no effects happy last tour (laughs) yeah i will i think he's part of that i think he is he's behind that um absolutely So what else is going on, guys? You guys got anything else? Cullen wants to go to Vegas at the beginning of March, Mike. For what? NASCAR. There's a race in Vegas? Oh, God. Yep. I guess March it wouldn't be that hot. The last I vowed I'd never go back to the NASCAR race there. <laughs> so goddamn hot. On the middle of the fucking desert. Yeah, March is no bad, shade. but it's, it's not, you know, June, July. Tony, you should, speaking of, you know, because, like, me and Mike are... I'm into it more than Mike is. And this would kind of be like our wrestling thing. Um, but you should check what they just did to the LA Coliseum. They got a race there tonight. It's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. It's actually uh, really cool. NASCAR race. Yeah. yeah a little, little track. Huh? What is it? 0.25 miles yep. around the track. Something small like that. Wow. That is tiny. Yeah, how wide crazy? is it? How many how many cars wide can they go there? Probably two. It's the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum, is what it's called. It's a preseason NASCAR Cup Series exhibition event. Two million dollars to the winner. 0.25 miles. You nailed it, Mike. It's 150 no, I'm gonna, laps. I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in for and it's uh it's a short race. I think it's only 150 laps. So I'll turn into part of it just because I've been in the Coliseum before. And when I'd read last year, they're putting a NASCAR race there. I'm like, how the fuck is this going to work out? Yeah. I mean, that's 
That's, that's like what part. I heard. That's what I said to myself when they said they're going to race Formula One on the strip in Las Vegas. I was like, excuse me? How, <laughs> how is this going to be safe? Like, going to end up but with those, a, a Formula One car crashing into a goddamn casino. But, like, yeah, I'm not a huge NASCAR fan. I did uh, Brad and his friend Cullen. Cullen's, I mean, a diehard fan. He's He's like one of those rednecks. Somebody and, tell the story about Colin's big bet, would you please? Who knows the so, story the best? So last year, how much time do we got left? Plenty. Okay, so last year, um, he was watching the Xfinity, and the Xfinity is basically like your step below, Tony, if you don't know. it's I don't. You race this, working your way up to get into the cup. Okay. So he watched the race at Talladega, and it's one of their super speedways, and it's just, it's crazy as all get out. I mean, it's wrecks after wrecks and whatnot. So he was watching this race, and it ended up being that all the bottom guys finished in the top 10. So he was like, you know, why don't I just parlay this into the the, the Cup Series? So he picked a bunch of long shots to all finish in the top 10. I, I believe it was like seven of them. So the race starts out. It's fine. It, it's going and shoot 40, 50 something laps. He's got six of his seven guys are in the top 10 because of some races. And then all of a sudden the rain comes and they don't know if they're going to get this race in and whatnot. Um, yeah. Long story short though, he parlayed a $10 and 65 cent bet to win almost $100,000. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you'd like to get some uh, NASCAR betting tips from Colin, his uh, Twitter handle is at, Colin Casey, that's C-U-L-L-E-N-C-A-S-E-Y 1981. Yes, he is big. He he's on the Discords all the time. He's like, huge now. He, he is. He like he literally is. Not, I mean, not world famous, but he has people, he puts bets out every week. Like he just told me today when he called me, Justin Haley. If if that's that's who he's going, he picked him to win the race today. And like He's got these guys that follow him. It's cool. I mean, he's got just... nine thousand seven hundred ninety-three followers. He apparently, is making some people some money. He that day, that day last year, he made a ton of people money. So uh, do, you, little... do you guys bet NASCAR at all? Uh, if, yeah, every once in a while. Um, How does it turn out? Just buy off of what he he says. Um, really? Well, we can't do the quite the extravagant things. And apparently, like what he said, he can't even do this shit on FanDuel anymore. Right. Because of winning that big bet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. NASCAR is one of those tough ones to bet on. But he kind of figured out a little plan. And he does pretty decent on it. You know, apparently. I'm not saying he's a millionaire. I mean, well, he hit for, you know, six figures one time. But, yeah, he's constantly cashing in on stuff and whatnot. So, I mean... He never tells us about his losses, though. Just like a regular gambler. Yeah. Well, I mean, what better with a ten, you know ten thousand followers would right? Like <laughs> you only you only talk. Speaking of that, I I finally I hit one man on a oh, team. Oh, let's I, hear it. Yeah. So I'm sitting. We're sitting with the family yesterday, having some lunch, and I, I'm trying to do the the ten step process. You know, you bet five bucks get it all the way up to this you know big amount well i had done that and i i got up to 42 bucks and sitting there watching the purdue game and i'm like shit mike 
Purdue's going to come back. And he's like, yeah. So I went and put that money towards Purdue to come back. They were down by like 13, end up losing it. So I'm like, dang it. I got to start back over. I hate betting on my favorite teams. Well, it's Duke Carolina last night. All right. I got two $20 bills in my pocket. I'm going to put them both on Duke at minus four and a half. Talk about on the edge of my seat at the end of the game last night. But they pulled it off. I hit the bet. Back up to 100 bucks now. So now I got to figure out my next bet to bet on. You're a regular degenerate, aren't you, Brad? One hundred percent. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to do this where I roll it over, roll it over, roll it over. So one of these days I'll hit, man, and I'll then I'll be even. <laughs> one of yeah, these days but... I'll hit for a hundred k, and I'll be even. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, are you guys gonna? Is the flag football game on right now? Is that what's? Yeah, it's miserable. Oh God, I bet the best part about it is just Eli and Peyton. Uh, oh, they're well, funny. No, we, yeah, they should just get a, get rid of the Pro Bowl because it's really the one sport where it's just shit. When you step on that field during a regular season game, it's fucking so easy to get injured. Why risk it? There are non contact injuries that can happen in flag football. You know, so this yeah. knee injuries are usually non contact injuries. This is what you do. You take the two worst teams in the league, and you have them play. Yeah, the number one pick. Oh, I like that idea a lot. That's fantastic! Wow, that's great. I can't take it as my own. I read that today. I don't know if it was on TikTok or wherever, but I read that and I was like, "That's an interesting idea." Like, yeah. The problem is, it collectively bargained it would never work because you'd have to ask a team to play now 18 games instead of 17. Um, and I don't know how you do that. I'd like to see the revenue, like just looking at the stadiums full. I wonder how many of these idiots actually paid or what they're paying to get into this. I bet, I bet more people would watch <laughs> a game for the play for the first pick than people watch the Pro Bowl. Oh, absolutely. Even though the, the two worst teams in the league, I guarantee. Them being the only NFL game on. Yep. Bring this bye week. It would pull yeah. as much or more as any other NFL game, which is more than any other television product out there. Yep. No, I think that's a great idea. I think I think you could get the players you need behind it if, I mean, those players playing, it's like you're obviously getting paid more money. Uh, those players have I- also not played a game since uh, for a month. Well, some of them. No, all of them, because none of them would be playoff teams. No, because Hawkinson's playing right now. No, I mean, I'm they're... talking if you were to have the worst two teams in football oh, play oh. each other in the Pro Bowl, those teams would have to practice for a month for this game. No, it makes for the football. They should get, I guess we're talking a bonus for the teams that finish at the bottom of the NFC or the, I guess the bottom two spots. Yeah, why not? And I'm not against it. I love the idea, but it's I mean, just funny that we at would least be... if you're going to tank, you still got to play for it. You yeah. know, I mean, like, they, I mean, but I don't want to go. It doesn't seem to matter. Like the Texans coach knew he was getting fired and said, screw it. I'm going to win this goddamn football game and then does. And then they lose their, the number one overall pick in the last game of the season, you know, and I so, thought that was that's, cool. 
I think that's good for the sport, though, you know, that you actually do have some of these people that do play with the integrity of the oh, games. Um, but this Pro Bowl shit is just, it's never been good. I mean, it's... Nope, not once. It, and I don't blame it. I mean, it's such a physical sport that, yes, you don't want to hurt somebody in an exhibition game, but for Christ's sake, come on, flag football, and, like, they were doing, like, throwing water balloons at each other trying to catch them like i saw that little bit during my break today at work yeah i mean yeah if you want to have a guy kick up field goals trying to hit targets i'm cool with that you know that that's kind of like hockey trying to hit the targets but all this other crap though it's just it's a waste i mean it used to be a means to give players a vacation to hawaii who you know earned all pro honors Another one of the players said, you know what? How about you just give our anybody that makes the Pro Bowl pay for our family to go on a vacation? There you go. Yeah. I, that's what they're doing right now. Yeah. I mean. And so, then not don't make me show up and do media and play a game. Just let me have fun with my family on vacation. And yeah, you'll and save then, money for not having to put together a broadcast product to put on television. <laughs> yeah. For three freaking days. And then yeah. also, then you have the two shittiest teams play for the number one pick. That would be freaking great the super who gets home field advantage in that game the better the team, team or the worst, the worst team the team with the worst record well you you, you still have it on site you played on a neutral site like at yeah. the, the time they did that in wherever the fucking the nfl hall of fame is and canton yeah now this is yeah. this is a great idea i love it um and then you have all the all pro players in attendance or like what Sure. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Or you send them to Cancun or wherever the hell they want to go on their vacation. Oh, yeah. It'd be a great means to have an exhibition game and, you know, expand the brand internationally. You're right. I, wherever. I mean, or do it go back to Hawaii. I, like, I don't know. Like, I just, this is nothing, though. Like, you get nothing out of it. I don't even know if the play, the winning team gets any more money. Like, oh, they, they do. To. They get bonuses, I think. Yeah. For uh, Pro Bowl MVP. They're still like all that stuff still in contracts, which is ridiculous. But I just I remember I, one yeah. year our tight end won Pro Bowl MVP, didn't he? Yes. The Vikings tight end. I think he's with the Giants now. Is that or is Rudolph? He with, what? Who's that? Rudolph. Yeah, Cal oh, Rudolph was. He's uh, with the Buccaneers. Oh, is he? I don't know. I'm just looking at changing stuff up. I mean, oh shit! Five minute warning. We got Tom Brady trivia, don't we? Hawkinson, Hawkinson just scored, baby. Yep, you guys Let see, me, let's do it. I saw Hawkinson hit a three hundred and I think fifteen yard drive off the tee. Uh, but in just wow, it was straight as an arrow too. I mean, these guys are real athletes. Oh no, right. <laughs> just pick That's up a club to- for the first time and hit it three fifteen. Like, yeah, no problem. I got muscles on top of muscles. Can you guys name me the four teams that have never beaten Tom Brady? Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I was going to guess the Vikings. I think that's right. That is Minnesota Vikings is one of those teams. Um, And then let's see. Detroit Lions. Nope. It's got to be an NFC team, right? Because they have I'll, so few games between them. 
the hint is there's two more NFC teams and one AFC team. That's amazing that there's an AFC team that has never. Well, I guess he did play quite a while in the NFC, didn't he? Uh, let's go with the Cardinals. Nope. The Jets. Nope. Browns. Nope. Bills. Nope. Uh, Packers. Thinking too hard. Nope. Texans. Nope. Broncos. Nope. Got to remember, Peyton Manning played for the Broncos. Buccaneers. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got two more. The one NFC, one AFC. So the other AFC, the Dolphins. No, the Dolphins have beaten Brady. Haven't they? Yes. Okay. Um, I do have to say there is only actually one more team because when I they, got these. They did it twice. When I got these statistics, they were still in the playoffs. Oh. So, so there's just one more team. Yep. The Cowboys yeah. were the other team, but they beat him this year. Right. That's surprising. Okay. The team, huh? The Giants. Nope. The Giants, oh, no. beat, Giants beat him twice. Yeah. 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 My bad. I'll give you a huge hint. He used to play for this team. Well, the, the Patriots. Patriots. Yep. Well, I mean, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots have never beaten him in in Tampa, huh? No. I guess I, they've only played they, once, right? Yes. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, we were overthinking. It's not it. a trick. It's he has a losing record against one team. Who is it? This isn't great for an audio medium there, Brad. It's it's easy. This one's a tricky one. The Ravens. Nope. They're playing the Super Bowl this week. Bengals. Eagles. Nope. Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah, Bengals are my fucking cotton idiots. <laughs> okay, here's some fun trivia for you. Tom Brady after 40 would be the highest, uh, the best passer in the history of Chicago Bears franchise. Isn't that crazy? That is nuts. It's just incredible how bad the Bears have been. Well, <laughs> quarterback for so long. Well, if you look at it, just their quarterback carousel that they've – how many quarterbacks have they had since – Like 27 since McMahon. It's yeah. way up there. A couple dozen. So who would there, who is their leading passer? Is it Mitch Trubisky? No, it's uh, the guy who became a, a Instagram model. It was in a reality television show. What's his name? Instagram model. Um, uh, he took him to the playoffs that one year, didn't he? He did, yeah. Uh, Collins? <laughs> this is hilarious. No, little guy. Uh, Cutler? No. Jake Cutler. Jake Cutler. I think that's who it is. That All right. We got to go, folks. Uh, well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Minnesota Foul Play by Play. Uh, we're going to talk a little foul play by play, foul play in sports uh, after this. So be on the lookout for that episode as well. Bye. Bye. Love, Love you. Love the links. Goodbye. <laughs>